Hey everyone, we are so excited for this week's call, but before we begin, we have some amazing opportunities we wanna share with you. So Stephen, tell us about these awesome opportunities. So we have two new positions opened on Pageant Planet, and the first is our queen of social media, and the second is our queen of e-commerce. So come work for us. I love that. So what does it, what do those positions really mean? So tell me more about our queen of social media. Okay. For the queen of social media, we'll just kind of go through the different responsibilities. So um, responsibility number one is you're going to be posting high quality content that's grammatically correct on like primarily Instagram and Facebook is the two that the queen of social media um, oversees. And then she'll need to communicate or he, I'm sorry, um, need to communicate like fans via private messaging and public comments. And a lot of these, a lot of the questions that you get through the private comments, uh, they're pretty standard questions. I mean, so much so that we have a laundry list of like, hey, if somebody asks this, these are the links, this is what to say back. Um, you're also going to like, just really need to be open to different strategies of what we can do to further our engagement, increase like, and just capitalize on the various trends of social media. Um, after your own heart, they'll need to manage the access of our media correspondence, and then they'll need to update um, weekly statistics. And uh, of course, talk with me one-on-one -on -one, uh, for about 20 minutes each week so we can talk about what's coming up, how do we capitalize on it, um, and then join on our Monday night calls with our whole staff, our whole social media team. They would need to be uh, jumping on there too. And what would be a quick snapshot of the queen of e-commerce? Because that sounds really interesting. Yeah, the queen of e-commerce, you one, you get to identify um, different products that are missing in the store that we can capitalize on. You're going to have mm -hmm. direct customer communications like in urgent situations. So if someone's like, help, like can't check out or can't find this, just reply back with a simple email. You're going to manage and support team members. And again, like you're going to be working with me one-on-one. -on -one. 20 minutes uh, once a week where we're going to talk about different strategies. How can we get our products out there more? What's the best strategies to promote? Is this price product too high? And you also get to communicate directly with vendors. So that's a really fun um, thing too, to be able to talk with the people that's selling like, um, gosh, who's the, the different ones, like the Headshot Collection or um, Jonathan Cain and, and for the shoes, et cetera. So what kind of qualifications for, what are the minimum qualifications for someone applying for either of these positions? I mean, just broad strokes and then we can provide a link for them to go read more detail, um, detailed information about it. But in both situations, the people that excel within our organization are people that are highly detailed and can um, take verbal communication take notes and then implement and that are really good at communicating. Um, and I should say good as in quick and good as in like thorough. So whether that's text message, WhatsApp or email, um, detail on pageant planet is king. You know, this, we run off of deadlines and since we have no physical office, everybody's working in remote locations, you gotta be a self-starter. Um, you know, we, you can't push a wet noodle. You can't nail jello to a wall and, uh, you can't, you, you can't push someone who's not highly motivated. So detail oriented, good communication and, um, motivated. And how can they apply? They can apply by just going backslash podcast through the week of this podcast. And if you're listening to this, maybe five months later, you can always go to backslash um, internship to see like the various internships and like paid positions that are available on Pageant Planet. Love it. Thanks, Stephen. 
Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Hey everyone, welcome to the call. Today, Jesse, our queen of coaching, and myself, we are going to be discussing pretty much like how to find the perfect pageant system for you based on your desires, based on your goals, and all that good stuff. So, Jesse, take us off, set the stage so we can begin this discussion. Sure. So I so often I see contestants competing in one system for years and years and years, and they can never either crack the top five or they can never win. And then something happens where they maybe see a shift and they try another system that may have different phases of competition, different backgrounds, values, et cetera, and they win on the first try. I mean, I have seen that so many times. And we are going to talk today about how to identify what that right system is for you, how to determine what that system is, and what's the most important thing that you're looking to get out of pageants. Mm. So first off, can we talk about like where they can go to find pretty much almost every pageant in one location? Shameless plug, uh, pageant yeah. directory. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so if you visit pageantplanet.com, um, in our toolbar there, you'll see a drop-down for directory, and you can click pageants, and it will allow you, it's kind of like match.com, but for pageants, because you can enter whether you're male or female, where you live, how old you are, are you married, are you not married, do you have kids, what phase of competition you want to be a part of, maybe there's a specialty pageant, it's all right there. So it's super easy to search and then it will give you all sorts of results. So that's going to be the first step on your journey and it can really open your eyes and there's lots of links for you to learn more about various systems um, that you may have never even heard of. So for instance, I mean, I'm on it now just kind of peeking around like America's Majestic Miss. I had never heard of that. U.S. United Pageant. Um, Oh my gosh, there's Miss Art Deco pageant, Miss Pink pageant. I mean, gosh, there are so many that just don't get the high profile billing that a Miss USA, a Miss America, a National American Miss get because they just either haven't been around as long or, you know, maybe that's not their focus to be the biggest pageant in the country or the world. Maybe it's their focus to have this really great niche of mission and vision and and that's their target and that's okay too but this is a great resource for you it's our pageant directory on pageantplanet.com that can help you research a whole bunch of different things and also i for, almost forgot this is one of the most important parts people can publicly rate that pageant system using our directory it's not anonymous um, so you know it's reliable and people can sh share their experiences positive and negative so that you as a potential customer or potential customer potential contestant will have that ability to kind of um, take that into consideration. Yeah, and I guess after all of this conversation, if you're just kind of wildly confused as to what pageant to go after, because there are so many, there's also that form and it says, let pageant directors contact you on that page. You can click that, fill out your criteria, like your age, if you're married or not, if you have kids, if you're looking for a specialty pageant, for example, like Miss Black USA would be a specialty pageant or Miss mm -hmm. Wheelchair America. Um, and then in the description area, write out like what you're looking to do. Just fill that out as much as possible. And then what you'll have pageant directors, they'll say, hey, we think that our system would be great for you because like fill in the blank. So they'll contact you via phone or email or whatever way that you tell them to contact you. So that's a fun way too. 
Yeah, definitely. And pageant directors know what they're looking for in their title holders. So it's a great opportunity for you to interface with them directly. Am I the right fit? Do I have the right skills? Or what are you looking for? I mean, never be afraid to ask a pageant director specifically. A lot of people will go into that pageant and they will not talk to either their state director or their national director prior to competing, which is a huge mistake. Because at least introduce yourself, thank them for the opportunity, and ask them if they have anything to add as far as your preparation goes or what the pageant is looking for. Take that opportunity to have that conversation so um, to have them reach out to you will be an awesome benefit. That's great. Now, you got your start in glitz pageants. Do you remember like what the goal was or why you decided to do, I guess it was semi-glitz, but um, do you remember why you decided to do that first pageant? Well, I decided to do it because it was affordable because the prelim was at my mall and then you got your entry fee paid um, to the state pageant. And at the time, I thought I was like, oh my gosh, I got my entry fee paid. That's so amazing. But a lot of glitz pageants, semi-glitz pageants, will pay for that for the next level for anyone that qualifies. So I wasn't that special, but I went anyway. <laughs> and uh, I just, I was a fish out of water. So you can always expect in a first time in a pageant system that it very well may be a learning experience. Of course, you want to win any pageant, but go in with eyes wide open too. So for instance, it says very little to light makeup for interview for a semi-glitz glitz pageant. So so I walk with very little to no makeup in pageant interview and I looked like a darn fool because everyone was there in their full coverage foundation. They looked beautiful. It was definitely toned down. It was not stage makeup, but you will learn such a huge amount about it. And what I was looking for is I just wanted to be on stage and in glitz pageantry, it's very much about your stage presentation. Your interview is more, and they say this out front, it's about your facial beauty. That's what they are judging the interview. They're not judging the content of your answer. Um, and that was really, so I, I started because it was accessible to me, but that's what it was all about. So if you are a parent looking to have your child awarded most beautiful, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, if you are a teen looking to have that benefit as well, you love the big hair and the Aquanet, um, hold for your hairspray. I mean, glitz is definitely a great avenue for poise and polish because you have to be perfect. I mean, you have to be a living doll with glitz. And if that's your goal, by all means, it's a great opportunity for you. Yeah, I feel like that element of beauty pageant, the beauty aspect has really been downplayed. Maybe it's because mm -hmm. of the new trend of like, you don't want to be a body shaming or whatever. But honestly, if your goal is to be a model or just to have your daughter or your son's beauty highlighted, and then you want to like look at a pageant that judges based on that criteria. And there's no wrong in that. There's just literally a pageant for everyone. Um, you don't necessarily have to go around broadcasting it, but as long as you own it to yourself, like, oh, okay, this is my context. This, this is what I want for my son or daughter. That's totally fine. Totally fine. Well, and, and don't discount the fact that with glitz pageants, I mean, there's something called pro-am modeling. Have you ever heard of that, Stephen? Um, I've heard of pro-am modeling, but just in word, I haven't really had an experience with it. So yeah, please enlighten me. Yeah, it's really incredible. It's a choreographed dance slash modeling routine, and it is hyper intensive. I mean, the moves are definitive. It's choreographed to music. It's spinning jackets around your head. I mean, and you're playing with your outfit. I mean, it is it is intense. And if you're in glitz pageants, I mean, think about that muscle memory you're teaching your son or your daughter that's competing in glitz pageants. So again, there's 
there's always a positive in pageantry and, and Stephen, you and I like to promote that constantly. Um, so if you're listening and you're just not quite sure, if you want to be focused on beauty and you want to gain some really great stage skills, it's a great opportunity for you. Okay. So let's get into the nitty gritty. How can girls start to decide like, what am I looking for in a pageant? And then let's guide them down those particular paths. Yeah, so I, I think there's two funnels to really consider. One, what is your goal in pageantry? I mean, if you have grown up your entire life and you want to be Miss America, obviously that is your goal to be Miss America. If you want to focus on your skills, the pageant world is kind of your oyster because you can take a look at the systems that offer things that suit your skills and tailor make to that. I mean, especially with the big guns in pageantry, Miss USA, Miss Universe, et cetera, that, or Miss, Miss USA, Miss America, et cetera, that you always see on TV, Miss America clearly has a pageant component to it. So if your goal is to be Miss America, even if your pageant is lackluster, you very well may continue to do Miss America despite maybe having not a great talent I'll raising my hand for that right now, um, but it's because you, it's what you want, and that is what it is. But then Miss USA, they are looking for model-esque features, even though they are gearing towards stories and backgrounds, et cetera, which we love. Um, it still is very much more model-based than Miss America, and that's just the difference between the two. So, um, And I see a lot of girls that might not fit that model look that are consistently competing for Miss USA, just as I see girls that necessarily don't have a national TV worthy talent competing in Miss America. But that's because those are their personal goals. And you have to accept that. Yeah. Any kind of suggestions on how they can start to narrow down what they're really looking for and, and trying to cut through the fluff? Because there's yeah. there's a surface reason. And then a lot of times there's that real deep down, I'm embarrassed to tell anyone type of reason. Mm -hmm. So I guess I think what you're getting at is trying to figure out what you want out of pageants. Yeah. And if you're a parent listening to this, this completely relates to you as well. Do you want to win? Is that your goal in pageantry? Then, of course, you're going to want to pick a pageant that tailors more to your skill. If you want to gain lifelong connections um, in the business or professional world, you may want to choose a pageant that has more of that name recognition. If you want to make friends or if you want your daughter to make friends, think about or son, think about a pageant that has um, more time spent together during pageant week, more opportunities to do group activities. If you want to walk away with cash money, I think you're in the wrong industry. That's a disclaimer for me um, <laughs> because very few people actually, I mean, think it's probably the 1% in pageantry, right? That walk away with huge, massive cash prizes and scholarships. Um, so I think if you, the money you spend probably for the most part cancels that out. Mm -hmm. um, but if think about prize packages too, if that, if you want to go on trips galore, I mean, think about IJM, how many trips they go on every year, international junior miss, they're doing all sorts of international trips and that is awesome. So is it making friends? Is it prize package? Is it business contacts? Um, or is it for the glitz and the glam of all of it? I mean, I guess those would really would be the, the five main avenues. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you are doing it for like cash monies or the rewards, I mean, I was just at USA National Miss last weekend and they had $300,000 in prize packages. Wow. I mean, Unreal. from scholarships and all that so, to the winners. So, I mean, they were like, they're making bank. I mean, they, they have a ton of sponsors. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of pageants out there like that. And then if you go under our pageant predictions, um, Samantha, who oversees all of our predictions and our 
that portion of her site, she does really good about scouting out. Here's the prize packages and it's inserted right there. So you can see eh, what people are giving away and do it based on that. Um, what I like about just, again, if we're dealing with broad strokes, like if you're looking for to be a professional woman, um, have your own business, etc. I feel like Miss World, Miss America, like they do a really good job preparing you for that. If you mm-hmm. want a career in um, entertainment, hosting, modeling, acting, anything like that, you, I mean, you're always seeing girls who win Miss USA or Miss Universe. They're in the limelight somewhere, um, like in that space. Whereas you, it's not as common to see a girl who wins Miss America to transition into that strong entertainment field. Um, and then you have, like, if you're just looking for an experience for your son or your daughter, look for something that has a low barrier of entry, um, so that your daughter or your son can have like those lifelong connections from all over the planet. It's kind of like going to college, <laughs> like where you find your real friends in college. Cause that's where you kind of go through the grind. I feel like pageantry is very much that same way. And I always love like attending pageantry cause it is a big like family reunion. I, I see people, I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you for a few years. Like, how you been? Mm-hmm. Um, so it is nice to, to work that circuit. Um, and I think, oh, go ahead. Steven. No, no, go right ahead. So I was just going to say, I mean, pageantry is essentially broken down into two umbrellas, right? You have modeling and you have interview. And every single pageant has some variation of how that comes into play. Um, like, for instance, National American Miss, because we were just talking about UNM and National American Miss. So here's two of the differences. One, National American Miss is two thirds spoken. So you have a third of your scores, your onstage interview, your onstage introduction. A third is your private interview and a third is your evening gown. So the modeling component is much less. So if you or your daughter are skilled in public speaking and interpersonal presentation, gosh, doesn't that sound like the perfect fit for you? And then if you flip it, for USA National Miss, I think it's what I think it's the same thing. It's flipped. Um, so it's a third your private interview, a third fashion runway, and a third evening gown. So that's two thirds modeling and one third spoken. So if your daughter has the look and she walks like a superstar and she has great over the top confidence on stage, maybe you want to look for a pageant that has heavier on that type of presentation skills. And again, there's no right or wrong. It's just based on what again what you want to achieve out of a pageant and what you think are your personal strengths. Got it. So that's, um, we covered goals, right? So is there another sort of thing to use to narrow down what pageant you want to compete in? Hmm. Was it desires? Was that what we were talking about before the podcast? Like, Hmm, you've stumped me here, Stephen. (laughs) Does that ever happen? uh, Well, I thought we were talking about desires, but... let, oh, desi- I think the designers. I was like, that doesn't. Oh sound no, that's all. yeah, that's my bad. Um, desires, like, um, so goals is like what you ultimately like want to do with your life. Desires are like, hey, I just have fun doing X. Totally, because I mean, my goodness, I think about. I mean, how many? If you're listening, think to yourself, how many women? If you know the answer compete in the Miss USA state pageant in your state. I mean, gosh, California has upwards of 180. New York has upwards of 160. I mean, why are these women entering this pageant? Because they have this dream of being this supermodel or being in entertainment, et cetera, just to your point previously. And like, 
this might be their chance to get discovered. And how cool is that to know that entering a pageant, like anything can happen afterwards. I, I can speak to one person in particular, Lauren, Lauren Malella, I think is her name. She was New York Outstanding Teen, gosh, 2011 perhaps. And she danced at Miss America Outstanding Teen. And a college saw her out of the state of Alabama, gave her a full scholarship to be a dance student at their university. So think about that. I mean, Anything can happen when you compete in pageantry. So put yourself in the position by using the system that you want or that you can leverage for that ultimate desire and, you know, push it to the best of your ability. Do everything you can to put yourself in the position for success. Yeah. And I I had a really tough time kind of finding my purpose, finding my way in life. Um, and I feel like a lot of the, the more... <laughs> the more talented you are, the more options you have, the more challenging it can be to somewhat narrow totally. down the field because yep. a lot of people are saying, come this way, try this, do that. And you're like, okay. Um, so one of the things I had to do for myself is I created a list of questions. Um, and hopefully this will help everybody on the other side of the microphone. I would love to hear if it did impact you positively, like email either Jesse at the pageant planet or Steven at the pageant planet. Um, but mine was career based so you can take and apply it to pageantry, but it was like, um, what did I ultimately, or like how many hours a week did I want to work? Where did I want to work? Like location wise, I want to work from the beach or an office or my home. What did I want to wear to work? Um, like, did I want to dress up, dress down, pajama pants, trunks, whatever. Um, and then how much money did I ultimately want to make? And I answered those as like authentically as possible. And what I came up with was the end goal. And so many times people work in their career or they compete in a pageant and then they get to the end of it and they're like, it's not what I'm looking for. Either I didn't like the people I was working with or the money that I was making, or I didn't like the responsibilities of the crown, et cetera. So if you start with the end in mind, you're going to be happier because ultimately what we do for a living or why we compete in pageantry is for the result. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's what we want. So if you're going to apply this to your, your pageant, um, I would suggest like, yeah, what do you want to wear? Like what kind of fashion like replicates you? Um, how much time like, do you want to spend? Like Miss World, if you're going to nationals, you're spending a month there. And then it's a, it's a pretty heavy like media circuit once you win. So maybe that's not your shtick. Maybe you just want to go and have a local title and go to different appearances and stop. Um, and the other was see where, how much money do you want to make? That correlates to the prize package. Like, do you care? Do you, are you going for scholarship money? Do you just want to cash? Do you want trips? Um, and the other is like, where do you want to go? I mean, do you want to fly all over the world? Do you just want to stay local network yourself in again? None of those are wrong, but then you create somewhat of a, um, gosh of a, what is that? A roadmap or an outline or whatever. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Of what you want. And then you can, as you're interviewing these different pageant directors, deciding which way you want to go, then you can say, yeah, I, I think this one checks off all of these boxes. Sure. And and that's exactly it. And you know, you might not find the right pageant at the first time and that's okay. But again, you never, you never know until you try and think of every pageant as a learning experience, something that you are getting out of your comfort zone, you're meeting new people and you just never know 
um, how the stars will align in your pageant favor. I mean, I, I competed in, well, I competed in my bookend. So when I was 17 and I was 24, I competed for Miss America. And I was devastated when I didn't win Miss New York because it had been my goal, my desire for so long. And then the stars aligned for me to compete for Miss New York International. And that's a 40% interview score. And I knew interview was my, my strength. And sure enough, it, it worked out. But I was so focused on this other system for so long, I really didn't step back and say, okay, what do I really want? I want an opportunity on a national level and an international level in this case to really be a steward of the community. And could I have gotten that at Miss America? Absolutely. But my path was a heck of a lot shorter when I recognized what my skills are. And I made that strategic decision to go in that that path. Yeah, I love that. And if your goal, and I've got two things to say about this, but if your goal is to be a national on the national stage, and maybe you do live in a highly competitive state, like let's say Georgia or um, New York, where there's so many girls Mm -hmm. competing, maybe there's an opportunity and you go to college in Maine or you have a relative in Maine that, I mean, it's not uncommon. Uh, Nia Sanchez moved from New York to like Nevada, 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 Nevada to uh, compete <laughs> to compete and then ended up winning. So like you can jump states as long as you do it within the rules. And I mean, you might only be competing, especially in Miss America. They had like nine girls in Maine. So you beat like you have a 10% chance of winning just by entering. Sure. <laughs> so you have that opportunity as long as it's within the rules. So there's that. And then ultimately so for me, like my religious background, I believe that God's and ultimately control of my life and that everything that happens to me happens actually for me. And my wife, she, her passion was to be Miss Massachusetts USA. She competed first year, got second runner up. Second year she competed, got first runner up, and then she aged out. She was so bummed. And then Massachusetts United States said, hey, why don't you like come compete with us? And she was like, well, I already have my dress. I'm already swimsuit ready. I might as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so she won. Um, and then she went on to compete at nationals. And that's when she and I met like real briefly. And so she's like, you know, I really wanted this, but God was ultimately in control. And he led me to a better opportunity, which she thought I was sure. a better opportunity than Massachusetts, USA. So Aww. that's a win. That's a win. Precious. But so it's, it, it's just really like, what's your belief? And what's your ultimate goal? And for me, you know, I don't know if that's ultimately true. If, <laughs> if like everything that happens to me doesn't happen to me, it happens for me. But that's what I choose to believe so that I can, in essence, approach problems that like in a more productive way, more productive and positive way. So you can figure out whatever works for you and that's okay. Yeah, I totally agree with all of that. And again, as as you get older in your pageant career, um, I think it's more important to really rely on those skills. And you see that there are less opportunities. I mean, I have had so many pageant dreams lately. And I woke up and I was like, can I even compete in that pageant that I just had that crazy dream about competing in? And for the most part, I'm completely aged out of every system. So there's not to say that there are not pageants for anyone that's 25 or up. But as you get older, really think about what's important to you because your time is limited in those blockbuster systems. So really think, what do I want to get out of this? And is there a more direct path to it? And don't rule out those opportunities. And if you're curious, attend that national pageant. See what it's like and and go from there. Or attend your state pageant for that system. Or talk to somebody who's competed and, and get what they think about it before you actually take the leap of faith. Um, because you certainly don't want to feel like you missed an opportunity. But do your research. 
remember what's important and you have to go for it. That's great. Um, anything else in closing? I feel like this is a great spot to close. Yeah, so don't forget about our pageant directory tool. Again, pageantplanet.com directory. And you can use that. You can search all of the great features to see what's best for you. Check out those reviews. And if you have any questions or if you know you want to compete in a pageant and you're not quite sure which is the right avenue, you know, our VIP membership is a great option. You'll explore all of your different pageant skills. We'll get you ready. And we can talk to you about what your pageant system of choice or your ideal pageant system might be. And you can learn more about that by visiting pageantplanet.com backslash coaching. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks, Stephen. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.